Well, amen, amen. Good morning, everyone. And thanks so much for being here today on site, as well as those of you who are joining us online. Today we complete our last uh, theme of this current sermon series that is titled, Hope, uh, Living Fearlessly in a Scary World. Now, throughout these past five weeks, we've dealt with uh, bringing hope in the midst of illness, in the midst of storm, in the midst of failures, in the midst of financial collapse. Last week, we talked about disasters. And today, our theme is uh, the hope being the ultimate hope of he or who we're supposed to be uh, providing all of our uh, attention to all of our what we need. And again, Jesus Christ being our ultimate hope. Now, so throughout this series, we have been saying that we have and we have faced different kinds of hardships or, and our greatest hope is in Jesus. Uh, we can call on him and trust that he will help us. And the truth is, this response can be our natural instinct. The key is for God to be a fundamental part of our life day in and day out. We can be our best, you know, we can be best prepared for the storms of life when we already have a firm foundation in Jesus. Let me just pause for a word of prayer. God, as we come before your presence, we're so thankful that we come to this part of our service of, of hearing your word. Um, bless us, Lord, with the words that are going to come out and, and be a blessing into the people's lives and knowing where the foundation is and also for them to inspect, evaluate uh, their foundation in their lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite you to open up the Bible and the book of Luke, the gospel book of Luke, chapter 6. Beginning on verse 46, the words will be up on the screen also. This is Jesus uh, speaking, and so we got Luke's, uh, Luke 6, beginning on verse 46. It says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who, uh, whose house I lost my place here. I'm so used to reading the other translation. Give me a moment. It says, but anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. So Jesus uh, here is telling us that there are, is a, fu a fundamental you know, difference between those who profess the faith and those who live it. It's easier for someone to speak their faith, but it's also better when you can actually see their faith being acted out. To make the lesson memorable, he uses a graphic image that everyone can understand. Jesus says the person who listens to his teaching and then follows it is like a person who builds his house on solid rock. But let's look at this image more closely. Jesus says the person building the house digs deep to lay a foundation. Notice the digs deep part. 
Now, Jesus is telling us that building a firm foundation in him requires time and effort. It requires time and effort effort. It's not a rush job. You know, when you talk about those who are in track and field, there's, uh, there's different ways of sprinting, and there's other ways of, uh, of a marathon. I remember back when I was military, I was in tip-top uh, shape. You know, I'm not like that anymore right now, but I can just remember those moments when I would come out of, straight out of training, and I went home, and my brother, who's a big football player, I mean, he, he loves football, and he, when you get the ball, he's like a running back, and just, just keep on sprinting. So, there was a time when I was able to go with him out in the early morning. I took him out with me, and, and I, I just kept on running because I was so used to the military of doing all these long, long uh, runs. And then he was, he was struggling. But then at the last stretch of things, man, he already knew where the line was, and he just sprinted. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just struggling to be able to get to the line because I thought I was able to keep up with him because that's what he was good at. And sometimes in our Christian lives, we want to give our lives to Christ, and we want things to change instantly. And then you get uh, discouraged or disappointed when you give your life to Christ, and you're expecting all these different changes right away. And because they don't happen when you wanted to, then you'd be like, oh, was it really worth it? Building a, a firm, a firm foundation in Jesus requires time and effort. We must spend time laying and maintaining the foundation. How do we go about digging deep to form a solid foundation in Jesus? Well, we begin by acknowledging that our commitment in him is neither superficial nor temporary. It is more than a matter of convenience, more than something we rely on only when we are in trouble or when we can fit him into our very busy schedule. A firm foundation is an integral part of our life, not an afterthought. It comes first. Everything is built on top of it, not the other way around. If Jesus is our foundation, we must learn as much as we can about him, study his word, speak with him on a regular basis, listen to his teachings, and not just listen, follow it. The last of the most important lesson of that story here is that Jesus really is the foundation of our lives. Then we will do as he says. There's a passage of John, James, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 22, where it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So to listen and not do is an admission that Jesus is neither our Lord nor our foundation. We may call on him, you know, we can call him our Lord, but our words could be empty. Our actions speak for our faith. Jesus makes this very clear in the Gospel book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 21. 
Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. This is the point of the second part of Jesus' story of the house and its foundation. Those who hear his words and don't obey are like a house with no foundation. No matter how beautiful and impressive it may appear to onlookers, it is, in effect, a house of cards. Remember a time when we were Maybe some of us still do it when we take a bu- bunch of uh, stacks of cards and, and, we, and we put them on. Remember those? You know, and, and we try to build as much and, and any type of little wind, what happens? Just crumbles down. Don't move. <laughs> right? Because we know that anything that can happen, even a little wind, is going to topple that down. But isn't that the same thing in our spiritual lives when we focus on that analogy of saying, you know, is it what, what we're trying to build, is it really on a solid, a solid foundation? Or are we saying, hey, don't, 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 even, don't even come over here, don't even, because I know it's going to affect me. I know that it's, I'm going I'm to crumble down. But what, what do we do? We need a firmer foundation. No matter how beautiful, again, and how impressive it is to onlookers. And the storms come, it will fall if we are building that house with no foundation. So Jesus, his story, is a warning and a promise. The warning is clear and sobering. The promise is our ultimate hope. The promise is that we can expect when we build our life, we can build it on Christ, the solid rock. And you know many th- things that we're, 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 are happening around our world, and it's so easy to just turn on the TV or on the devices, and we see so many things that are taking place. And throughout my years of, uh, of living, I remember that any time that there was a big disaster or, 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 or something was happening, what would people say? Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Repent. There are people who are also, you know, seeing them with signs. But what happens is throughout the time, we, there are people who be like, okay, I got to get back to church. I got to build my relationship with Jesus. And then, and then because they, they're, they're expecting, okay, Jesus is going to come now any moment. And when that doesn't happen, we start be like, well, is, is he really coming? And then when another disaster happens, we start double-guessing ourselves. Well, they, they were saying that before, that Jesus was coming, and then he didn't come. Now another disaster. So it just seems like right now, because of the information is so readily available, that we're like immune, like we, it's, it doesn't phase us anymore with everything that happens throughout our lives, throughout those, whether we experience it or we see it or hear it. I'm going to turn to Luke 21. Luke 21, I'm going to go on to verse 25. Because sometimes people be like, oh, you know, I've already heard that Jesus is coming. It's almost like that, uh, that story is that the, uh, you know, he says, I think, I don't know if it's a fox or some type of animal. 
if you can help me out there. You remember the one that says, oh, it's coming, and it doesn't, doesn't come, and what is it? Yeah, the boy, yeah, boy cries wolf. Thank you. I, is, that, is that what it is? Man? It's like, I tell you. But what happens is you know, people respond to it. People respond by the, was it the third time or fourth? You know, they, they didn't respond, and it's actually what had happened. It's most important for me as a, as a pastor, as I was preparing for this message, knowing that's our ultimate hope, Sometimes we as pastors, we do probably damage to the people's spiritual lives because we tell them that God is good, that God is good. And, and so there has to be a balance to understand that God is good, but he's also God of justice. And we, don't, we, we want the good part of God, but we don't want the justice. And what the justice is that just like a judge, we are sinners and we need to go before the, the ultimate judge where he can say that you are clear, you are free, you are no longer guilty. But we need to understand that we have to go before the God of, uh, that does good, but also he's a God of justice, but we don't, sometimes we, we, we want the, the good God. And many times, as we normally say, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. We need to understand that we have to come before the presence of the Almighty God and say, okay, God, just like that gentleman, it was a, I believe it was a priest and, and a tax collector, and the priest is saying, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not like this tax collector or, or this, you know, the pridefulness. And then here is the tax collector, and he's pounding his chest. He's not even looking towards heaven. He says, you know, forgive me, you know, it's like the, the wicked sinner that I am. And which one was heard? That's what God wants. God wants a, someone knowing that they acknowledge that they, they're not right, that they are sinners, that they need God's forgiveness and, start, and stop trying to work it out. So verse, uh, chapter 21, beginning on verse 25. And keep in mind of what's happening in this world, and look what uh, the Scripture is saying here. It says, And there will be strange signs in the sun, the moon, and stars, and here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things happen, begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. And for those who are uh, waiting uh, eagerly for the, for the coming of Christ, that's who our salvation is, that, that Jesus is our salvation. When it says, for your salvation is near. So for those of you who are going through trials and tribulations, who've been dealing with illnesses, who've been dealing with you know, financial collapse, who've been dealing with disasters, I mean, my encouragement is for you to stand firm on the foundation that you have been raised throughout your life and also that relationship that you've made with Jesus. Amen. We need that because there are going to, I'm sorry to say this, ladies and gentlemen, if you want me to come up here and tell you that you won't have any storms in life, I'll be lying to you. 
And I don't know about you, but I wish that I knew when that storm was going to be coming. It's usually the unexpected that really take us by surprise. And if we don't have that solid foundation, we could be hurting. We could be in pain, but our house should remain standing because we are built on solid rock. Then Jesus, then he gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree and, other, and any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. So watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on earth. Keep alert at all times and pay, pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. So as we wrap up this series, ladies and gentlemen, if you've dealt with, again, with, with illness, we've dealt with failures, you've dealt with financial collapse, you've dealt with disappointments, and, it's, and you, could, you could probably raise your hand, I've gone through one or more of those things, Pastor Ricky, but what has you still coming back? Is it knowing and realizing that we can't do it on our, by ourselves? That we need one that is our ultimate hope and that can be found in the solid foundation that is in Jesus Christ, but we have to make our effort and know that we have to work hard on our part too because there are so many things that tempts us and that temptation can cause us into sin which separates us from the loving uh, grace of God, but knowing that we, he has enough grace that you say, God, I'm sorry, I messed up. I not just messed up, I sinned against you. Forgive me, and then re reconnect and, and, and start that relationship over again. Why? Because you've taken the time to dig a little deeper. You know, I'm more like this with the, with the shovel. Dig deeper. To know and you lay that a foundation, it's going to take time. And some of you who are discouraged or, or disappointed because things are not happening in your time and your way, I pray that you continue, just like the scripture is saying, it says, keep alert at all times and pray that you might stay, be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. That whatever you do, ladies and gentlemen, it's a reminder to say, oh, I feel these winds. I feel these things that are happening against me. God, here I'm in my tears. I'm crying. I'm hurting. But I can't do this alone. Your word says that if I build that foundation in Christ, that as I build upon it, take time and my efforts, knowing that I can only do my part, but I can only do so much, God, because you are my salvation 
and let me not be discouraged because of all the things that I'm seeing around me and it's like I'm scared and but that you know, the hope the ultimate hope in Christ Jesus is that we can live fearlessly in this scary world like the words of the great hymn that I love it says my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And I love the chorus when it says, On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So I pray that your ultimate hope is found not into what the world gives you, but what you can have in Christ Jesus, the greatest gift that God the Father can give us. And not only that, when we have Jesus as setting the example, he has given us a precious gift of the Holy Spirit to unite us and get us to come together as the body of Christ, having Christ as the head of that body and that Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit will remind us of everything that Jesus taught in his word. And it's so awesome that God can utilize us each and every day. But we, again, in the midst of everything that happens, let Jesus be the ultimate hope of your life with whatever you're going through. When everything else comes, that your house still stands because you have built it on solid rock, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we come before your presence and thanking you for this great series of knowing of our hope. Sometimes when we go through illnesses, we go through storms, we go through failures, we go through financial issues, we go through disasters. And God, that in the midst of all this is a reminder that you are our ultimate hope. And that we don't have to do this together. As the body of Christ, you come and bring us together with your movement of the precious Holy Spirit to pray for each other, to support each other. When we are up, we can help somebody who's down because we know, God, the storms that come in our lives, we may find ourselves down, and that's when others who we've uh, assisted and supported and, and even strangers comes and lends a hand as a reminder that you have not forgotten about us because in the midst of storms, in the midst of life, that our house is built with the foundation solid rock Jesus Christ so I pray for everyone here God and everyone who else is watching that they examine their hearts that they examine their minds that they examine of what they do and what they hear well as we heard today let us not just be hearers of the word but doers of the word that we may represent you wherever we are. Jesus Christ, our solid rock. Amen and amen. I'm going to ask you to please stand as we close out today's service with a song.